The views and opinions expressed by guests on Connected do not necessarily reflect those of Side Street Studio Arts. everyone and welcome to Connected. This is the podcast from Side Street Studio Arts where we have conversations with members of the arts community and this is part of our special Connected series called Vote Local, the Art and Local Politics. I am Side Street Studio Arts founder and executive director Aaron Rayberg and joining me this week is city council candidate Jerry McHugh. Welcome Jerry. Thank you. Good to see you, Aaron. Good to see you. Um, I'm going to dive right in because I feel like our first part, tell me your Elgin story, might be might be kind of a tale for you. So it, what's it your is. Elgin story, Jerry? <laughs> you know, it really is a tale. You know, back in 2006, we had the opportunity to meet with someone who was going to buy the building at 176 East Chicago. And we had uh, coffee shops at the time called Ravenheart. And they wanted us to uh, rent a space from them in um, in this building. And we came, we met, we liked it. And I will tell you at first, when I first told my husband, John, somebody from Elgin wanted us to open a coffee shop somewhere. And he said, I have no interest in opening a business in Elgin. Mm-hmm. So going by, you know, all the things we'd heard about. So we came, we saw my husband, my late husband, unfortunately now, uh, fell in love with that building because he's an engineer and it's built like he said, this building's never going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So we fell in love with it. We fell in love with uh, the concept of what was happening in Elgin. It was before the streetscape were done. They were in process and having meetings and we just got caught up in all that excitement uh, for this uh, resurgent rejuvenation of a beautiful downtown area. So what happened was the person decided they didn't want to go through with the sale. And we asked if he had any objections in us stepping in and buying the building. And he said, no. So there we were, we went, we bought the building uh, and with along with that, we came up with the concept of uh, the first floor generating two spaces for two small business areas. The one side was going to be was Ravenheart Coffee and the other side is Salon Couture. And my husband's niece, Nell Hughes, uh, was going to be the proprietor and 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 owner and runner of that business. So we uh Dove right in. We created the concept. We hired Eric Peppa, the art local architect, to come up with our design. Um, I feel like we hired the right people that knew what they were doing. And uh, I think that was in the spring of 06. And, or wait, whatever, however it went. Mm-hmm. But in the fall of 07, we, on December, I think it was 5th or 4th, we opened with two brand new businesses in downtown. And that, again, still no streetscape. Uh, that was a whole nother tale we all had to go through, if you remember. Um, and we just were so excited. And then uh, 
the introduction came of the people of Elgin. And we had heard so many stories about Elgin. And as I started to meet these people, they all reminded me of my hometown, Omaha, Nebraska. I mean, they had the same love for their downtown, the same exuberance in making it come back. And I said, gosh, if if these people could will this to happen, it would, we, we will be so lucky. So that was the beginning of our Elgin story. Um, we uh, financed the whole um, project ourselves. So we, we made the commitment and sunk in a pretty good chunk of change uh, for the building and the uh, rehab. And then we just started and then we started to get to know Elgin and we started to uh, get involved. Um, and uh, we were happy. We were fortunate enough to uh, be awarded the William Stickling Award, uh, the Heritage Commission's uh, highest prestigious honor for renovation and reuse of space. And then the downtown neighborhood uh, gave us an award that I think that next year, that year for remarkable renovation. So um, we didn't live here then. After John passed, um, I sold the house in Algonquin and decided to make Elgin my home. So I've lived here since 2011. And uh, the coffee shop side has gone through a few changes. We, we decided we weren't going to run the business. And then we had several different tenants. Uh, but we are so fortunate right now to have Chris and uh, Kathleen Mao running Blue Black Box Cafe out of there, which I feel is not only as a small business, but as an artist and what they contribute to the local art scene and bringing people in and that whole genre that they tapped into is just so creative. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Nell on the other side is, you know, struggling right now because of COVID, like everybody else. But again, she, uh, we created a, a very upscale space. So I think that's my story. After I moved here, I also went to work for U46. I'm a registered nurse. So I was a school nurse for them for eight years. Um, and just kept getting deeper and deeper into Elgin. And I'm still here. So... <laughs> So that's my story in a nutshell. <laughs> we I've, we need to do a whole other podcast about renovating buildings and historic buildings and yes. codes. And de- I mean, that is yes. fascinating and frustrating and beautiful. And I could ask you a hundred more questions. I know. And you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, from your own um, uh, journey down there, uh, when you want to do something, expand or or create a venue that is going to only better everything, some of the roadblocks we hit are those very things you just mentioned. And I think it helps to have somebody on the city council that understands that. And that's actually one of the things we're looking at. You know, I have running mates, Karen Jones and Jody Perkins, um, is how that we, when if we're fortunate enough, uh, how do we kind of step back and get a look at those codes and 
um, I have another story from today, but I won't veer off from that, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> um, it seems like a natural progression, like with most of the candidates I'm talking to, as soon as I hear your Elgin story, I can kind of see a leap to why you're running for city council, but why, why are you running for city council, Jerry? Well, I am running for city council because I do believe those things that we just talked about, those qualities and experiences that I have really lend themselves to what we need in Elgin right now. And I mean that in a broad spectrum, not just being a property owner, having developed a small business. I understand the struggle. Um, I mean it from our issues that we are all dealing with in downtown with our unsheltered uh, population. Uh, as a registered nurse, I've had the opportunity to be professionally work with uh, mental health issues and have experience with it and uh, have dealt with some of it in my own family. So I think that we need a focus. We need a target person on the council that instead of just these platitudes and discussions about feeding or what whatnot, we, we need someone that understands the complicated uh, issue of mental health. And I've stated it at council meetings before, if anybody's familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you have to have a base, you have to have safety and security to ever be able to ascend up that pyramid. And these folks, these people, I don't like to call people folks, these individuals don't even have that. So we have to, we have to struggle through that, but I don't think we have any experience people on the council right now that can say that. So I would say that, uh, and because of my involvement with Elgin, of course, I think, I think I'd be a darn fine candidate on the uh, city council and bring a lot of, a lot of those drill down base things to fruition. For example, again, a young man we talked to today at our coffee He's local. He's got a um, barber shop. I guess he's going to be displaced by the Commerce Building Rehab. And he's looking for another spot down here. Um, and he had mentioned that there were a few things that he had wanted to do to his space. But when he found out that he had to spend $1,600 to come before the Planning and Zoning Commission, commission to get a conditional use, as a small business, he just he wasn't willing to take that chance with that kind of money. And I think those are some of the things I've seen too, because I was on the Planning and Zoning Commission for five years, how we have these rules and we're not using, I know we have to have black and white, but we also need to kind of adjust them to make common sense to me. You know, you don't ask a small business or a homeowner or anybody to come before you for $1,600 with the chance that you won't get an approval. It's just not fair. So <clears throat> that's why I'm running for council. Do you need more reasons? I can keep going. <laughs> Maybe, but I'm going to move, move us on. <laughs> um, you've mentioned a few things already, and I, of course, include um Salon Couture and, and the, you know, the barbershop owners that you're just mentioning there, but what has been your past involvement in and support of the arts and culture in Elgin? Well, um, I will tell you straight up, I have no artistic ability. I'm one of those people. 
I've just tried to take up crocheting and that's strenuous for me. And I went to one of those self painting classes and I had the ugliest picture of anybody there, just like in grade school. And I, you know, it, it's just, I, I am a nurse and I have a plaque in my house that says nursing the gentle art of caring. So that's my artistic ability, but I've been involved either by donations to uh, some of the groups in the downtown. I've been involved by volunteering with Walkabout Theater. Uh, I attend Janice Theater. I love uh, the productions that Sean Hargaden puts on. I try to go to as many as I can. I've been to many events at your venue, um, bands. And I mean, some of the funnest times we've had is when we come to your art gallery thing. And, and I... Uh, I donated my building to put the Fringe Festival blimp on, which was really cool and fun. Um, so I've done those kinds of things and um, uh, have, you know, supported the, um, uh, you know, and the name is going to escape me. I kept, I kept uh, writing um, Art Fest, but it wasn't Art Fest. What was the? Soul. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So support that, the the small film festival, which I think is a fantastic event. And um, there's just another, there's a photographer that's all of a sudden started popping up and I wish I could find her name. She's doing some beautiful shots of downtown. So I'm an appreciator of art. I don't have that ability. Um, And sometimes I have my limits on understanding some various parts of art that are people other people like I, I'm not great I'm not really a great fan of the wrapping of the utility boxes so um but that I think that you know uh I think uh, also as a nurse I um I know how important art is for therapy and you know you take a scared child in the emergency room and you give them some colors and a piece of paper and you can just see that anxiety melt away. So the art is so therapeutic uh, and it is so important for those people who have that gift, be it, you know, music, photography, or, you know, you think of art as a painting, but it's, it's such a large genre and it adds so much uh, culture and value to what we do. Elgin calls itself often a, a city of the arts. How do you feel that our governmental entities and the, the city itself shows its support, uh, support of the arts in Elgin? And is there anything you would change or alter within that? Well, I know that there, uh, through the Cultural Arts Commission, there is some funding. Um, and I'm not sure how much that is. Um, and I'm not sure if the art community feels it's sufficient. I do feel for a city that has uh, literally set itself up with what you just said. The art community, uh, what are they, how do we, they call us? Sub- in the city of the arts, the city in the city suburbs, of the arts. city of the city arts. City in the suburbs, city <laughs> of the arts. You know, we have the art space um, that houses so many different people like um Ina Dews I don't know if you remember Ina she was there for a while and she was a quilter and her work was beautiful mm-hmm. so um I think I could I I don't know I'd, I guess I'd have to 
I'd have to lean on people like you that are the experts in this to tell me whether you think it's sufficient. I don't know what's sufficient. So I would hope that I would be that voice that would say, how do we, again, I would like to see our art, our art and soul come back. And I mean, we, it was so dynamic at one time, you know, and then we've just kind of dwindled with that. When we first came here, they had Fox Fire Fest and the balloon launches. And I know that all takes money, but my approach is if we, if we can get council people that see the value in driving economic development and being creative and we can't be a social service-based economy or do all these other beautiful things we want to do without a strong economic base. So those are the things I want to dive in. And as you well know, and even though I've been involved all these years and I've tried to make my voice heard, it doesn't always happen if you don't have that seat. You know, they might listen to you, but then they pat you on your head and say, thank you for stopping by, but move on, please. So um, I would like to be able to work with the people that are actually the professionals, the people that are in the thing to find out what we need to do, but then create that base. Uh, One of the things that has been talked about that nobody has done a thing is a sports complex out um, in in Elgin. And it it would be, uh, those things are so such a great economic driver. I mean, people come from all over. Um, That would help with our economy for everybody, you know, fill the beds, people eat at restaurants. Um, I also like saw uh, an event that I had kind of uh, looked into, but, you know, again, when you're an individual and you try and find these things out, you're not always successful. Sometimes you need that title or that voice. Um, there's a quilting uh, convention in Paducah, Kentucky. And when I did a little research on it, there's only like six, six places in the United States that are certified to have these quilting things. Hmm. Well, why can't we do that? You know, why can't we? So I don't know, maybe we don't have a venue. But again, when I try and dive into it as an individual, so. Uh, I'm hoping with that that larger voice on the council that I can really kind of get some of these ideas into the right hands and we can move forward with them. So does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and now I'm going to kind of narrow that down to downtown Elgin. Um, which of course is one of your areas of expertise there. We know that downtown areas in many communities are typically hubs for arts and culture. Do you feel this is true of ours? And is there any more that can or should be done to make it a more vibrant downtown Elgin? And then additionally, do you see any of that spreading out of the downtown and around our our greater area? Well, absolutely. I think that that, um, probably but for the arts, um, we, we would be we would be on a string right now. We wouldn't wouldn't have any interest. And to your point about spreading out, I'm not sure about it spreading out because we have such a unique 
downtown and such. Uh, it's it's so ripe for this. But what I do see is it pulling people in. And that's also what we want, because I've heard from people on the far west side. I've heard people in Edgewater, Del Webb. Uh, there's nothing there's nothing for me to go down there for. It's not that they don't want to. Um, <clears throat> and again, the beautiful thing about Elgin is whatever you want, you can find it in Elgin. You want suburban far west living, you can have it. You want historical home living, you want arts, you want it's here. But I I don't want to seem secular and just downtown. The whole city is important to me. And how do we enhance that culture and and drive for the rest of our residents to come down and find out what we already know. So, um, I I do see it as our right now our art. I mean, we have the Hemans. I think that's underused. Um, we have the you know a world class library. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. So, but I did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting to think about, you know, bringing more people downtown, which of course is a downtown business owner. <laughs> you know, it's what you think about 98% of the day um, and, and making people more aware and open to it. You know, there's not a month that goes by that multiple people don't say, to us, I didn't even know you were here. I didn't. You know, I didn't even know Blue Box existed, or whatever that is. You know, so that well, and Aaron, and you know, and Tanner knows, and Karen, and we all know. And if we don't make the environment rich for people to feel like they want to come down there and are safe down there, it, it we're just we're just talking to each other. It is not. We're not getting anywhere. We're just treading water. And as a city council person, what do you think, you know, your motivations would be and or what do you think the city could do to to help with all of that, to help attract more people downtown? Well, I think we have to we have to change our environment down there. We cannot have a parking deck full of uh, unsheltered people. Um doing goodness knows what and uh, please i am so sensitive to this po this population it is not that it is not that we want to sweep them out of elgin but um it's the it's it's the hard facts people are not there was an incident where somebody we know was coming down to go to the um harvest market and somebody threw a beer can off the third floor of the parking deck and hit their windshield well, she just drove right through that parking deck and left. So we can't, and I have spoken to many city council people about this, and um, they assure you that they're going to do something, but, and I don't know if it's that they, politically, it's difficult to talk about, or they just, it doesn't affect them. So they don't, they don't see it as an issue. So um, I think one, we have to work on changing that environment. I mean, you know, nobody's going to come down to your, your venue if they have to tread through God knows what at the parking deck and uh, people are harassing them or um, so that's to me, we have to, you know, we just have to 
we have to start there and get that going. And to your point, how do we, we need to start really strategically planning. How do we let people know that Side Street Studio Arts is there? How do we let them know about Walkabout? I mean, we're all really good at working hard and trying to hustle that word out. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be. You are continuing to shine a light on how all of these issues are just braided together, right? There's no separating arts and culture from safety, from our community, you know, to mental health importance and resources and, and, you know, not, I I, I said I wasn't going to talk back, but they're just so important to be in the same conversation, right? That we all can't be working in silos on these on these different Absolutely. issues, and, and they're important to be in the same conversation. I just want to kind of reiterate that. There, so yeah, and I I, I think, and of course it it you know, I'm running for city council, and I'm not trying to make. I, I appreciate everything everybody does on the city council. It's not an easy job, but. At the same time, I think we need to rein in some of the things that we're talking about on city council and get back to the business of Elgin and what we need to make Elgin work. It's not fair for you or me or any property owner or business owner to have to just suck it up and live with it. It's just a, it's just, and you know, and I know, and many of us know, we're not going to eradicate um, unsheltered or homeless people from being in our downtown. We've put, we've, we've coexisted for years, but this new group, and two years ago, we sounded two or three now, we sounded the alarm. We said, wait a minute, something's changing. This is not just our regular folks that are down here and we coexist. They don't, they don't intrude on us. We, we, we don't intrude on them. We help if they need be, but that something flipped. It was a switch that flipped and we tried, we had a meeting and there were a lot of, lot of discussion and, but no action, no action. And I, frankly, I'm tired of it. Yes. Understandable. Um, in this moment, right, of COVID-19 pandemic, many people are suffering, including individual artists, arts organizations, right, nonprofits, presenting organizations. Um, you know, we were uh, uh, among my fellow arts organizations, some of the first to close down, right? You can't have Battle of the Bands with 100 people in that small gallery right, right now. And uh, who knows when we'll be able to, again, uh, in a responsible manner. Um, so what do you see the city of Elgin currently doing within the arts and beyond to re- support people in this moment of the COVID-19 pandemic and then working to revitalize these different industries when and as we are now slowly able to start coming back into uh, a new evolution of things? I, so I would have to say, frankly, I'm not sure what the city is doing right now in this COVID uh, crisis. I don't hear anything 
about COVID. Now you all know that you got there's this CARES Act money and you got to jump through a thousand. It's government. You got to jump through a thousand hoops to get it, and it's hit or miss. I don't know if anybody even in downtown has been had the opportunity. Where are, where, are they working with uh, groups and people to assist them in a successful application to get? Money. I'm not asking the city to come up with money because, you know, their budget is pretty tight right now. Um, but I don't know what they're doing. And that's another thing. As a nurse, I see that as priority number one for the whole city to get our people back out and moving, assist them if there is state or federal money available. How can I don't know if I could navigate all that, the applications, the things you have to apply. And if you don't have a good landlord that has, and that's another thing, I'm a landlord. Nobody has given me a dime, but I still have to pay my bills, even if my tenants might be struggling or shut down. And, you know, luckily, I think we have a group of landlords that hopefully are helping. but. So I guess I guess I don't know what the city's doing. I, that I'd have to throw back at you because you're in the you're in the muck of it and tell me. Well, it's, it speaks a lot that we don't <laughs> know enough. You know, I can pinpoint things here and there, but it, the the big thing being I don't know speaks a, a lot. I think there, you know, and I I know that they're not. Um, they're not charging late fees on water. They're not. Um, they're not shutting water off. Um, I actually stumbled onto ComEd, uh, has, and I don't even know if anybody knows this. ComEd uh, has a grant program for electricity if you can't pay your electricity bill, and it is for businesses. Now, who who shut that? Who shoved that information out? I stumbled on it. Why isn't, why aren't we, isn't that something that somebody should say, hey, so I got a grant and it was easy peasy. They did it right over the phone. I was like, well, hallelujah, that made my day. <laughs> you only get it one time, but um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything and I kind of think I've got my ear to the ground, but maybe I missed it. So I'll give them, I won't. I won't say they're not. I'll just say I missed it. How's that? Mm -hmm. And so just to clarify, right, it's not necessarily about throwing money at the problems for you, but mm -hmm. finding ways to share resources and information and support. Yeah. And I mean, if we have CARES money available, if we have, if that's at the state, uh, I know the city of Elgin got money from King County. I'm not sure what they're doing with it. Uh, I'm sure they had, you know, they just laid off seven people from Parks and Rec. So um, they're they're struggling too. And I, my heart goes out to those people. It really does. So um, I, I don't know, you know. I, I don't hear any, I really don't hear anything in their discussions about COVID. Do you? Uh, not a lot. Um, and definitely something I've spoken a lot about with various people and out loud is I, I find communication to be an issue. It's another one of those 
hoops that you have to jump through, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking with broad terms. Of course, there are people you can communicate with, but um, it is hard to get, you know, black and white information, a straight answer, you know? So again, those, those lines of communication could definitely use some cleaning up as far as I'm concerned. And, and of course that, uh, would open a door for the kind of support you're talking about, I think. Yeah. And, and, um, again, I, I mean, I just, I think the arts are so, I mean, what you guys do, what all of us do down there, um, I wish more people knew about it because it is amazing. It is amazing. And I get really frustrated when every four years we have candidates that come out, run for city council. And if you look at their their list of things, uh, they're going to fix downtown. They're, they're going to make downtown uh, this you know, magical, it's like a magical thing they have in their pocket. And I'm like, well, if you had a magical thing in your pocket, why'd you keep it there? Share it with us. And some of them, I've never even seen them downtown. I've never known them to be downtown. So I get really frustrated with that because each year goes by, four years later, we still don't have anybody on the council, in my opinion, that has really followed through on that commitment. And again, communication is terrible when you try and talk to them. Real quick, because I, I think we're running out of time, no, but one of the things I suggested, and I know Tanner didn't really like my idea, but <laughs> I suggested that we take Carlton Rogers Park and we turn it in to a dog park. We put a beautiful wrought iron fence around it. We have a code for the residents you know, maybe it costs them two bucks, three bucks to get the code. And I mean, what a beautiful thing to have downtown. We have all these residents. We have all these people with dogs. Um, I can see, especially in like these COVID times where people are working remotely, could they just be sitting in that park at a picnic table or on a bench with their dogs playing? Um, and uh, one city council person actually laughed at me. And when I said, I, I'm not kidding, um, she said, oh, I thought it was a joke. And I said, um, no, no, I see it as a possible solution. So even when you present, it's like no out of the box thinking, okay? And then Tanner on Facebook said, I don't want to lock the park. That's like, well, I'm not going to lock the park from you, Tanner. You can go. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a great utilization of the space. It's an amenity. And then as far as the parking deck goes, you know, we paid for that parking deck, all of us downtown. And it has some of its issues because the um, it's public property. And ACLU has all these requirements. Well, deed it back to us. We'll turn it into a, a private parking lot. And I don't think people would balk at all to pay a buck or two to be able to park in a parking lot where you can park and then not have to maneuver some of the things people have had to. So those were two suggestions I made to them in the council. And Or now let's uh, sell that parking deck to the new development on the Commerce, bu commerce Building. Um, but you see, that's, and then I think, well, I my thinking must be really goofy because nobody nobody's listening. Nobody 
is interested. So I'm going to run for council <laughs> and see if I can't find some people that think what I have to say is interesting. <laughs> right? Really, really find out which which way it's heading here. Right. And if everybody says, no, you know, you're just way, you're wacky. Um, I'll go away. <laughs> That's one way to find it out, right? Put yeah, yourself out I, there. <laughs> right. And then I'll be like, oh, okay, maybe I'm a legend in my own mind right now. So. Jerry, do you have anything else you, you want to throw in here before we wrap up? No, I just, uh, uh, I would ask, um, uh, first I will ask everybody to vote. We, we would love a great turnout. Uh, we only get about seven to 8,000 people to vote in the municipal election, which is the most important election that affects you every day of your life. Everybody focuses on, on the national and the state and all those, but this election is the one that affects you every day of your life. It affects, um, your activities of daily living, your safety, your security, your quality. So please, everybody vote. And then, of course, I'm going to ask them to vote for me. And then my running mates, Karen Jones and Jody Perkins. So, And Jerry, if, and if anybody wanna... <laughs> if anybody needs, we're on Facebook mm-hmm. and we have a website and all that. So if they want to find us, um, they can. Under under all your names and they can throw yeah, Jones that way. Perkins on Facebook and then. Our website, I think, is jump, J-U-M-P, for Elgin City Council.com. Got it. Jerry, thank you so much for your time. Oh, Oh. (laughs) J-U-M-P. Thank you, Erin. It was so good to see you. It was good to see you. Um, Everyone, just like Jerry said, make sure you're starting to think about your voting plan, right? This is the reason we're doing this, whether it be in person or ahead of time and in all of those different ways. Um, Jerry, thank you for your time and everyone who's listening, be sure to follow us at Side Street Studio Arts, check out more of our connected podcasts and we'll keep bringing you this Vote Local series until we make it through all our candidates to help you make those informed decisions that you wanna make, so. Thank you, Erin. Jerry, thank you, have a good day. Okay. Connected is a Side Street Studio Arts production. Music by Tanner Melvin. Produced by Nick Mataragas. To find out more about Connected and all the great things Side Street Studio Arts offers, please visit sidestreetstudioarts.org.